Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. For today's podcast, we're going to be joined kindly by Jonathan Rowland, who is the chairman of Mode PLC. Jonathan, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. So we're going to be discussing a number of very interesting announcements that we've seen from Mode over the last few months. Um, IPO'd on the London Stock Exchange uh, at the end of last year, and there's been a lot happening, Jonathan, since then. But before we get into those uh, announcements and developments of the company, would you be able to give uh, listeners to the podcast a outline of mode and a summary of, of your business? Yeah, sure. So as you said, we, we listed last year uh, in October on the London Stock Exchange full list. And we have been in existence for um, in the current form about two and a half years. But there was uh, a company that was um, started before that. It goes back a few more years. We actually were spun out of a challenger bank that I set up in 2015 called Redwood. And the company's really accelerated its uh, plans and growth over the last 18 months into a listing in London, which was an important milestone for us. Um, we're a fintech business. Fintech is you know, very, very sought after at the moment. And we believe we're positioned well for the things we do in, in the market. Mode sort of mission is very simply, um, we are a digitally native business on a quest to create the world's most disruptive ecosystem. We're exchanging value and creating wealth is seamless for all. Um, to accomplish this, we're embracing the power of Bitcoin open banking, something that we'll discuss, I'm sure. So we're very well positioned in a u- unique position as a public company and I'm um, excited about what we've done and what the future holds for us. So I just want to start off there with, with open banking and, and Bitcoin, Jonathan. Yep. And I, I mean, what, what does this look like in terms of the marketplace? I mean, how, how many people... Uh, other than the mode, are are out there and have a service that that combines open banking with Bitcoin? Um, I'm not sure that we're aware of anybody in the UK market particularly who's who's combining open banking with Bitcoin specifically. Um, We know there's some players who are, are... involved in open banking it's a very new it's a very new protocol and a very new sort of a regulation around what you can and can't do and therefore people have only really taken advantage of it over the last few years it came into play in um i think 2014-15 so you're only seeing the people who took it took it sort of seriously and had an interest in it in the early days coming to fruition now in the market so but it is a sort of groundbreaking way to um, you know, do quick, e- quick and easy bank to bank payments, facilitate easier sharing of data, gives you a clear view of finance in one place. It's a very, very different way to do things, very exciting, and it's, it's the way forward. So we're not aware of any sort of competitors in the specific areas we're at, but there are people obviously involved in Bitcoin. There are people obviously involved in open banking, and, and it's a new, a new area of finance, so it's very exciting. So in, indeed, of course, in a, in a unique situation there for, for, for UK investors looking at access to, to such products. But one thing I just want to pick up uh, on there, Jonathan, is the regulation side of things, because you recently became only the fifth company to achieve 
AML D5 registration with the FCA, which is quite a significant uh, move for yourselves. I mean, what does that mean for, for Mode going forward and in terms of the services that you can offer to people here in the UK? Yeah, I think just touching on the point you first said there about the unique opportunity of the company, for people who are looking to invest in in fintech and in particular companies involved in Bitcoin and open banking have regulation around them. Um, I'm not aware of another company in the UK that offers that. So we are very, very unique in terms of what we're proposing to do as a company and we are doing, as well as being a unique public company where if you want access to a company because you're not keen to invest in Bitcoin directly because you don't understand it or you don't understand open banking, but you want to get into it, we're the only proxy. So it's a very unique position for us to be in and one that we're we're excited about. And to go on to the regulation question, um, yes, there's something called AMLD5, which is Anti-Money Laundering Directive 5, which is specifically based around crypto and crypto digital assets. Um, it, it's been a bit of a, um, a slow process with the FCA because the Financial Conduct Authority, because, you know, they're, they're, they're actually trying to regulate something brand new and they weren't entirely sure how to go about it. So they've taken their time, which led to delays for many of us. There was this temporary register that was put in place early January um, and it was extended till July. We've been in this process since um, early, back in the 2019, early 2020. We also coincided uh, that with a application for an e-money license. And both of those registrations and regulations were combined because they all had elements of crypto and digital assets in them. And due to that, we worked with the FCA over you know, almost two years to allow us to get the licenses, which were um, separately, if we'd done them separately, the e-money license would have been done a lot quicker. And if we'd done the AMR D5 registration, it would have been done a lot quicker. But we did them together because we wanted to um, demonstrate to the FCA that we were very keen to work with them to get these regulations in place to to move forward. So it's now given us the opportunity to say we are the only listed AMLD5 company um, in the UK. We are the only listed AMLD5 company with an e-money license in the UK. Um, it's a huge uh, badge of trust for us from the from what I would call the blue chip regulator of perhaps Europe. Um, it was always my intention to follow um, regulation. And I, I did that in in a way that I sacrificed um, time and money to do something properly with a, with a known regulator. So we're in a position now where we can offer crypto services, digital asset services, e-money services, all regulated by the FCA, and that puts us in a very, very strong position of trust, regulation. And we think that people are going to come towards that because of the issues that we've seen with companies like Binance and companies that are unable to get regulated or are not regulated. And we're seeing a you know, shift across from those customer bases to ours because of what we've created. So it's, 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 it's a great badge of honor for us from the FCA. It's taken a long time, cost a lot of money. It took us longer than we thought, but the, the benefits are great to see. Thank you. So 
as I mentioned at the beginning, that there, there are a number of different developments that we're going to discuss a little bit later on in the podcast, Jonathan. But before we do that, I, I sort of want to get your perspective on the overall Bitcoin environment at the moment. We, we've had uh, a hell of a year, uh, by all accounts, uh, in in the crypto space. You know, obviously had a huge surge up, a uh, you know somewhat of a, of a large uh, retracement in prices. Uh, which uh, is now looking this morning at some of the announcements that we've seen starting to to recover again. So it's been highly volatile. But in terms of how it is moving towards the the, the mainstream, I mean, in, in your view, I mean, has this year, notwithstanding any volatility in, in the price, been a year where we start to see Bitcoin and crypto start to move towards uh, the, the mainstream in, in a way and at a pace that it hasn't done before? Short answer is yes. Um, I think that you know, today we saw, we saw the price back close to $37,000, $38,000. I don't know what the price of Bitcoin should be. Um, I don't know if it should be less or more, but it's clearly being adopted by um, a lot of recognized financial institutions now and recognize people. And I don't think we can ignore that. It's proving itself as a store of value. Um, it will prove itself as a way to pay for things in due course, I am sure. It's, it's as I said, it's just being adopted by a much wider um, group of people globally. It's getting discussions at very high governmental levels. Um, it's the leading cryptocurrency by a long way. You know, Bitcoin is, is 90 85, 90% of the crypto market. So it's so far ahead of everything else. It's unlikely to disappear in my view. And that's why we took a very firm view on Bitcoin where we said, we're going to stick to that only. We're not going to get involved in hundreds of different coins that no one understands and are mired in perhaps um, fraud or gray areas. We want to keep it very, very simple for people to understand because we're creating a company for the masses and we're creating a company for mass consumer use and adoption and mass merchant adoption. And we don't want to um, muddy the waters with things that people don't understand or we don't trust or use ourselves. So I think Bitcoin you know, will go up and down like any market will or currency will. Um, when, it goes, when it goes down, which it has over the last uh, month or so, um, people get scared. They get worried. What does it mean? But... You know, it's not too long till it comes back and is supported again by recognized people. And it's been trading in a, a range of thirty to 35000 for several weeks now. That is not hugely volatile. Um, I think the liquidity in Bitcoin and Bitcoin companies has been difficult the last couple of, uh, couple of months, but it's here to stay. Um, I think it will appreciate over time. It doesn't affect us because we're a service provider to, to uh, Bitcoin um, users. So I think um, you know, it's exciting. I think there's lots of opportunities with Bitcoin and we're seeing that clearly in the market now, people are adopting it and using it for various things. So that would be my sort of um, short opinion on it. I, I, but I wouldn't, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even attempt to give you a, a price range for the end of the year. Some people say 500, <laughs> some people say 5,000. I've got no idea. Yes. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, so adoption, you've yeah. announced in... The, the last few months, a partnership with the Huck Group, 
which is, is one of the largest e-commerce e-commerce groups here in the UK for a payments option on their their websites and their brands. What does that look like, Jonathan, in terms of what's what's the process? Can people pay in Bitcoin or is it linked to their Bitcoin account and they pay in cash? Um, and, what, and what does this mean for you going forward? Is it, are there more potential deals like this in, in, in the pipeline? Is this a trial? Um, I mean, this could be significant for you. Would you be able to give us a little bit more detail around it? Yeah, sure. So we've been working with the Puck Group to um, conclude a transaction for some time now. Um, just just to take you back a little bit, because I get this question a lot about merchants and, and merchant adoption and, and people we're working with. So we have a business called Global Services, which is a um, merchant acquiring business for WeChat and Alipay. It's not our core business, but we are in partnership with WeChat, the big Chinese company, and Alipay. And what we've been doing over the last couple of years is is integrating systems into retailers physically and on e-commerce to allow overseas Chinese travelers in the UK to acquire goods using their apps of WeChat and Alipay. What that means is that we already had several hundred merchants through that platform, which we were able to go to and pitch with a new mode for business idea, which we launched earlier this year, which is a new open banking payment system. So we were already in the merchant game and business and we were signing people up. And then we launched our mode for business. We took it to to the market. I think we've made you know 5,000 um, direct calls to merchants where we're you know, slowly integrating further merchants and getting involved in other merchants. But the Hup Group was something that we concentrated on very, very closely. And we focus on that one um, at the top of the sort of agenda because, as you know, the Hup Group's a FTSE 100 company. It listed last year, I think, um, pretty close to when we listed. It has over 30 brands or um, if, you, if you include their Ingenuity platform, I think they've got over 100 brands that they either own or they um, sell on behalf of others, where we will be able to integrate our payment system onto the platform and we'll be doing uh, many before August and many more before the end of the year. And it allows people to pay for goods using um, normal cash or credit cards or whatever. But they'll be able to receive, with us, they'll be able to receive, if they use the faster payments application that we have through our open banking system, they'll be able to receive Bitcoin back as a reward. So we call it Bitcoin cashback, or you get rewarded in Bitcoin. And it's the first step with the Hup Group to enable them to understand how Bitcoin works, for us to understand how the Hup Group works. And ultimately, we would propose that we would want to be involved in allowing people to buy and sell things using Bitcoin on that platform. It's such a key partnership for us and a flagship partnership for us it was dealt with at the, um, you know, in the CEO's office level with myself. And it's one that we really, really want to focus on. So we're giving that one a lot of airtime. It doesn't mean that we're not signing up other merchants. We are. And we're very, very involved in a number of high-level conversations with similar size companies to the Hut Group and, and smaller. But this is a key partnership for us. And we announced it. We're progressing it. We're integrating it. It will be launched um, very soon with, I think, three or five brands. And... It just gives us the ability to show showcase what we are able to do with a very, very large company. And for someone like Mode to be able to work with a FTSE 100 company this early in our development is 
is truly um, unbelievable and exciting. So it's going to be a great relationship. We're very happy. We're very excited to work with them. And the 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 opportunities for them are are clear. You know, they're able to transact for um, less cost, safer, faster, all with the Mo platform. So very exciting sort of um, partnership where we're innovating together. Lovely, thank you. I mean, just just staying on this this point quickly. I mean, what what does the the model look like for for Mode in terms of revenue generation from such partnerships? Is, is there something based on a on a on a transactional fee like, like other payment providers out there, or is it is it more trying to drive people uh, to adopt and, and use that the Mode um, app? And there's obviously associated fees for, from there. So I can't tell you the details of the deal, but that's correct. So. Um, adoption of their users where we can convert them to mode users is clearly part of the the angle and also a transactional fee on stuff that's bought so i can't go into the details of what they are because they're confidential but both sides are 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 clearly visible to us there are other opportunities later on um co-branding and co-marketing and stuff but in in the early days it's a transactional revenue plus um user um conversion from from their side to to the mode wallet so the mode wallet will become a super app. That's where we're heading. Um, we want to be. We want to allow people to use our application for all their financial services needs and for all of their all of the sort of interest in, in merchants that they may have to visit and buy. Ultimately, using Bitcoin, being being rewarded with Bitcoin. So it's an all-in-one place super app for financial services. Um, with a very, very modern ecosystem, which is created over open, ba- open banking and Bitcoin. Perfect. Thank you. So just want to move on now, Jonathan, to you know, a new solution that you've launched within your, your ecosystem, uh, which is a, a payment solution, which has been, I believe has been launched in beta. Um, what, what does that look like and what does that mean for, for Mode going forward? So we've, we launched the Mode for Business payment system, which basically allows you to use QR codes over the faster payments network to buy things in merchants. Um, it's such an easy system to integrate and use. It's cheaper, it's more secure, it's faster, that when we pitch it to people, um, they're obviously obvious. the only question they ask us is, how quickly can we integrate this? And it's such an easy integration process. So we have a very, very modern system that's been built, which is very, very easily deliverable to, to users or merchants. And it allows a very, very fast payment flow from the mode wallet to the merchant through the open banking platform um, using all the technology that we've created, but also using the faster payments uh, network. So. It's a very exciting development for us. And I think that by the time that you release this podcast, which may be delayed tomorrow, we will have launched on our iOS as well. So we announced, launched initially on our Android app, but our iOS, iOS app is going live this afternoon or tomorrow morning. So um, you'll be able to use the, the system on both platforms. We created a merchandise store for Mode just to give ourselves somewhere to trial and showcase it. So we've got a mode merchandise store, which is being used by some of our users. Um, and using the platform, it's very fast. It's very good. And I, I, I urge people to check it out because it's a very slick payment process, which can be dealt with very quickly through the mode application. 
Yes, indeed. Anybody listening to this and wants to check that out, do check that out on the iOS because, yes, as, as Jonathan says, um, likely to, to be live uh, as you are, as you are listening to this. So you're probably one of the first uh, first users there if you're hearing this podcast and go and download that uh, that app. So, John, we've obviously touched on you know specifics there of, of what you're doing um, as as a as a business in terms of the sort of product side of things. But I'm sure people that are listening to this and, and have been following the mode story since you IPO'd uh, last year um, will be interesting to see and, and hear about the sort of progress that you've got in terms of users and adoption uh, among. Um, people that that want to transact in in Bitcoin. I mean, how how's that been going? You know, since the, the IPO and and how things behaved so far this year in terms of sort of new new users and the activity uh, that they have on the uh, on the Mode app. Yeah, so it's difficult to to talk about details and numbers because we're a public company, so it's it's um, out of bounds. But I can give you a sort of summary of of where we've been since since we listed. Um, First of all, we delivered everything we said we were going to do in, in our prospectus. So um, in terms of regulation, in terms of launching the payment system, in terms of user growth and so on, revenue, etc. Um, we announced our year-end results in June and we have our, had our AGM recently. And we're, we're, we're actually doing a very um, well-supported uh, AGM Post presentation tomorrow, which is very exciting. If you can, if you want to see that, look on uh, Twitter or the Mode app website. You'll be able to find details of how to get on that because it's very interesting. Um, but the user growth from a starting uh, base of say January has grown steadily. It grew very fast the first three months in terms of people using our application to transfer money in using the faster payment rails and then buying and selling Bitcoin or transferring in Bitcoin. It's followed the the ups and downs of Bitcoin in terms of, um, you know, actually when, when things are more volatile, we make more money because the the we're a service provider. But when things got out of favor in June, July, we saw a drop off in users um, using the application. Our growth has always maintained, we've always been growing every month, but the, the, the activity sort of dropped off a bit when, when people got a bit fed up with Bitcoin in June, July, when there's a bit of a pullback. So we've seen a steady, steady growth, very, very fast in January, February, March, and then steady from there on in, growing though. Um, and our merchant side is it's pretty new now. So we've been pitching merchants for the last six months, but we only delivered the system in April, or end of April, beginning of May. So we're now starting to progress that in terms of signing up merchants. We're not finding it very difficult to get merchants interested at all. Um, they're coming to us. And I said in, the, said in the podcast a couple of weeks ago that I've been surprised by the size of the companies contacting us directly through LinkedIn or Twitter or just directly through emails. Quite um, unusual for a company of our size to receive contact from companies like that we've been seeing. I'm talking similar similar sized companies at Hut Group, um, household names, along with a, a load of other uh, merchants who are interested. So there's been a great interest in mode. Um, people are starting to understand what we are in terms of our market value on the stock market. It, it does not reflect the the opportunity where we are. And compared to our, our peers, there must be an arbitrage between some of these companies that are very highly valued privately against where we are publicly. So we're trying to address that now through the next few months with roadshows to investors to 
podcasts like yours, Jonathan, and et cetera, just to, to grow the awareness and let people know exactly what we're doing. We've got this big presentation tomorrow, which I'd love to invite your viewers to come to um, because it will be very, very interesting and enlightening and it'll give them a good education of what we are. And it'll give you a good education of Bitcoin and open banking too. So, um, you know, getting the story out there, maintaining the momentum and looking to the future where we believe that we can be one of the sort of leading lights in this area. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jonathan. So ju just to finish off now, and I, and I know you're a listed company, so there's certain things that you can say and can't say, but for investors that are looking at uh, at Mode uh, and, and looking at the company, I mean, what would you say are the key things to look out for for the rest of the year? Any potential milestones that you, that you have lined up or, or targets? Um, I mean, what, and what can they expect to, to be hearing from you for the rest of uh, 2021? Um, yeah, well, you're right. I can't. I can't say too much. But we we will be going live with the Hut Group partnership, which will be very exciting. So I think that's something to look out for in the next few months. Um, yeah, they have a they have a huge customer base there, and they have brands that are household names recognised. And we will be in in the middle of all that. So that's going to be exciting. People should look out for that. We'll be updating the market on that regularly. We'll be updating. The market on other merchants we feel are key partners for us during the rest of the year and once we've once we've concluded transactions with them we're accelerating customer and merchant numbers and growth so we'll be wanting to put out some updates on that at some point um, i'm not sure what our plans are at the moment but i i expect we will be updating um the market on our, our sort of progress in terms of that sort of numbers and growth of, of uh, our merchants and and customers We'll be fully launching our Bitcoin rewards offering. That's something that's very interesting to put people to look at and be, be um, involved in. And diversifying revenue streams. We've got a load of ideas on top of what we're doing. A lot of people ask us about um, what other cryptocurrencies are you going to add to your platform? Well, as I said, we don't want to dilute what we do. We may, we may um, add Ethereum and one or two others in due course. And we also are looking at European expansion. So I think there's a number of things coming in the next months or so. There'll be lots of announcements on different things. Um, I know there's a few coming this week and there's some interesting things around the OTC listing that we applied for, which we expect to have full clearance for shortly. So there's many things happening. It was very exciting. Um, but I think the main thing is for us to continue to get the story out there, demonstrate to people that a company um, with a... <coughs> Market capitalization of 40, 50 million in this space is unusual. And for me, that means it can only go one way. That's my opinion. Um, when you compare us to our peers, we are hugely undervalued. We have a great team. You know, some of the, some of the people who work for me are, are amazing. We've got a, girl, a lady called Rita Liu, who was um, at Alipay for 10 years and um, was one of the senior people outside of China for them. And she came and joined us last year. She's added such a great... Um, dynamic to what we do. Jonathan Conway joined us this year as CTO. He was involved in writing some of the specifications around UK open banking. And we've got a great team with great depth and a great shareholder base. And we just want to build upon that and get the story out now. Lots of exciting things coming. Um, I hope people don't miss out. I encourage people to listen to the, pod, uh, the webinar tomorrow. Um, and, um, you know, we're open for business and we're excited about the future. Yes, indeed. Anybody listening to this and wants to tune into that webinar, 
Uh, I know on the Mode Twitter account, there's lots of links to sign up to it. And also we'll be putting a post out later on today for anybody that wants to to sign up. So, so do check that out. Um, Jonathan, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Thanks very much, Jonathan. I've enjoyed it and um, have a good day. Yes, thank you very much. So that was Jonathan Rowland, the chairman of Mode PLC. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player. The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast are in no way investment advice. And please remember, all investment involves risk.